0: Uh, the Bible reading is from Genesis 12, verses 1 to 3. Um, and then we'll be moving on to Matthew 5, verses 13 to 16. So starting with Genesis twelve one to 3. The Lord had said to Abraham, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. And moving now to Matthew 5, verses 13 to 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the lights of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Ruth. It's so great to have you watching or listening today. I don't know about you, but I'm still catching up with the fact that it's August. Where is 2020 going? Um, And the other day I was thinking back to the start of this year, you know, before COVID-19 became our new normal, and I was remembering that we had a really tough start to the year before that even broke. We had the worst bushfires our country has ever experienced. Um, As they finally settled down, we had parts of the country then experience flooding and I kind of feel like Australians were, you know, just looking up from all of that and suddenly there's a global pandemic breaking out and, and arriving on our shores. And I remember at that time feeling like, what is going on with 2020? And a lot of people were feeling that, weren't they? The sense of gloom and doom um, was really strong. And For me, at times like that, I always go looking for some positivity, you know, some good news stories because I find that if all I absorb is the news headlines, I just get too anxious and too stressed. And so around this time, I happened to see a friend post a link to a YouTube show that was all about good news. And I thought, okay, this would be good for me. So I jumped on and had a look. And to my surprise, it was actually created by an American actor, John Krasinski. Um, You might know him from the U.S. version of The Office or some of the movies that he's done. But to my surprise, here was someone over in America, a celebrity who kind of had the same thought as me, that in the midst of a really bad news season of life, um, why not have a show that just promotes good news, the good news stories to sort of lift people's spirits? And so he would kind of do shout-outs to say thank you to you know healthcare workers and kind of highlight nice things that other people were doing to say thank you. Um, in the particular episode that I saw, he also had decided that he was going to organise some nice surprises or, or gestures for people, sort of create some good news stories of his own. And so in this particular episode, he'd heard about this young girl who was a huge Hamilton fan. And she'd missed out on going to see the show because of COVID-19. So if you don't know what Hamilton is, it's a smash hit musical that's been over in the United States for a few years now, um, written by Lin-Manuel Miranda, who's a singer, composer, kind of all-round musical genius. Um, And you can probably tell I'm a bit of a fan of this show. But this young girl, she was only about nine or 10. Her name was Aubrey. She was a huge fan too hoping to go, missed out. And so John calls her up on his show on Zoom, as you do in a pandemic, and he says to her, look, I heard you missed out on seeing this show. When this is all over, love the optimism there, John. When this is all over with COVID-19, I'm going to fly you and your mum to New York and you're going to get tickets to see Hamilton there, at which point, of course, Aubrey is super excited. They chat a little bit more, but he's not done yet. Up pops on the Zoom call Lynn manuel Miranda, at which point Aubrey goes a little bit speechless and is overcome. And he says, hey, I hear you're a fan and you're going to come and see the show, which is great one day, but, you know, who knows when that is. So let's do better and he's got his keyboard in front of him, leans over, dun, 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 dun. this is the opening bar of Hamilton, and up pops, pop, 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 on the Zoom call, the whole cast of Hamilton, and they sing the opening number to this little girl, and she's like this, basically through the whole thing, and it's just such a joy to watch. Now, granted, there are a lot more serious problems in the world right now not only because of COVID-19, but just in general. There are a lot of issues that we could be and should be dealing with. And I want to acknowledge that missing out on seeing a musical is probably the very definition of a first world problem. So given that, I think what stayed with me though watching this video was just the joy and enthusiasm in Uh, John and the cast of Hamilton just wanting to lavish this gift on this girl because she'd missed out on something that she really wanted. And it kind of stayed with me for a while that someone had taken it upon himself. You know, seeing what's going on in the world and thinking, you know, the news and Twitter and Facebook, it's all just so filled with negativity. What about if I just carve out, you know, a little corner of the internet, just be a little pocket of light and just do some things To bless people. You know, I thought that would be kind of cool if the same could be said about you and me that in the spheres in which we move, that when we show up, it's like a little pocket of light opens up and people are blessed. In the reading that Ingrid read for us from Genesis 12, we hear this incredible promise that God makes to Abram. I'm going to bless you and make you into a great nation. And through this nation, all the people of the earth will be blessed. What a calling to have on your life. This is the very beginning of the nation of Israel. And God's intention in creating this special nation is that Israel is going to be blessed by God and be like a light To all the other nations, that they can see what it's like to live in relationship with God. And that blessing is going to overflow from God's people to all the people in the world. So what does blessing look like in the Old Testament? Well, often it shows up in very tangible ways. People receiving long life, having lots of children, wealth, good harvests, being at peace with other nations. if you think about the times in which they were living, all of these things not only bring about, you know, a, a happy, abundant life, but also stability and security. And God alone is seen as the source of these good things. But there's something else above all of these other blessings that is the ultimate blessing. God's presence with his people as compared to all the other nations that were around Israel, they were the ones that had this loving, relational God who dwells with them. And from that presence with them, all of these other blessings flow. Israel was supposed to be this blessed people so that they could then be a place of generous provision, of loving community, that other nations would be drawn to and then be able to participate in so that they too would come to know God. So that's the calling. How does that work out? Yeah, not very well. Throughout the Old Testament, we see Israel get off track in all kinds of ways with this. When things get hard, they grumble that they're actually not very blessed at all, in their opinion. And often they don't want to wait on God to bless them in the way that God wants to. And so they do all sorts of things to try and get the blessings that they want when they want them. And then when God works to bring things back on track and actually things seem to be going well for them again, There's this time in Israel's history where they start to think of themselves alone as deserving of God's blessings. And so by the time that Jesus arrives on the scene, there's a strong divide in the Jewish thinking of the day. There are those who are blessed and those who are not blessed. And then comes Jesus. And he's got a lot to say About this topic. So, I actually want to stop here and ask you to have a think about this. How did Jesus expand on this idea
0: of being a blessing to others? So, how did you
1: go? There are so many examples, right? I wonder if you came up with some of these. Maybe Jesus teaching us about being salt and light came to mind. That was the other Bible reading for today, so that might have given you a clue. Um, I imagine you might have thought of some of the stories, the parables that he told. Um, the Good Samaritan comes to mind. Um, there's so many, isn't there? stories and teachings about how we're not meant to store up wealth, And treasure here on earth. We're meant to share what we have and we're meant to care for the poor and vulnerable people in our communities. But of course, there's also the example that Jesus sets in how he actually lived. All the people that he blessed in different ways, that he healed, that he served, that he cared for, even the fact that he chose to spend time with people who were considered outsiders. Jesus doesn't just call his followers to bless others. Jesus enacts this. Jesus actually is the true Israel. He's the one who fulfills that calling that they had to be a blessing to all nations. Remember, Israel was supposed to be a place of provision, generosity, loving community. That's Jesus. He's all of those things. And so people flocked to him, didn't they? He's that light to the nations. Just being near him, people were blessed. So what does blessing look like as lived by Jesus? What are some ways that we can bless others? Well, firstly, we can bless others by meeting practical needs, giving financially, financially, sharing whatever other resources we have, giving practical help. And we see this right through Jesus' life, don't we? He is always caring for people in such practical ways, from creating food when people need food to cleaning people's feet. He served and he blessed people by meeting the needs that they had. We can also bless others with our attention and I love that Marbs talked about this a few weeks back in his message, just asking us to pay attention to who is it that we see and who do we not see. Jesus had this ability to really see the people who weren't always noticed or valued. He gave them time and his listening and his care. I think my favourite example of this is when the woman who has been bleeding for years, comes to Jesus and approaches, his, approaches him wanting healing. And you might remember the story, we find it in Mark 5 and other Gospels too, where she reaches out just to touch Jesus, knowing that that will be enough to heal her. And in the midst of this busy jostling crowd, Jesus feels the difference. And he doesn't just move on, he turns around and really sees her and acknowledges her. And you get the sense that that's as healing for her as the physical issue being healed in her body, to be seen and acknowledged. And then he goes on to speak to her. And this is another way that we can bless people, is with our words, by the ways that we affirm and encourage the other people in our lives. Jesus says to this woman that he calls her daughter, firstly, and he says to her, that her faith, her courage in creeping up to him like that is what has healed her. And if you read through the Gospels, you'll see Jesus does this numerous times. He affirms people's faith, the courage that they have to come to him, to ask for his help, to ask for healing, and he speaks out and encourages them for their faith. We can also use our words to speak on behalf of those who don't have a voice. We can bless others with our advocacy. Jesus welcomed children to him. He spoke with women. He engaged with people from other cultures and faith backgrounds. And all of those groups of people were not considered to really have the right to approach a teacher and rabbi like Jesus. But he stood up for them. He encouraged them to come to him. And again, he often upholds them and affirms them as examples of faith. And again, you would know there are many other times when Jesus speaks up and advocates for justice and for the rights of people who are being overlooked by the religious leaders of the time. Now, obviously, this is this is a huge area, but again, it was touched on in a previous sermon, and I encourage you, if you haven't seen it, to go back and have a look at the conversation that Kathy and Beth had a couple of weeks ago about how we can advocate and speak up for issues of justice. Now, all of these ways to bless people, and I'm sure you could probably think of more examples too, all of these ways of blessing people are so powerful because they demonstrate to people who Jesus is and what he is like. And really that's ultimately what we want to do, isn't it? When we're reaching out to be salt and light, to bless people, it's to point them to the character of God. And the verses that we heard from Matthew 5, Jesus is teaching this. He's pointing out this connection. He says, when people see your light shining, when they see these good good deeds, it's not so that they look at you and think that you're a great person. Um, What we want them to do is to actually glorify God. That means to give God the credit, to see that God is the source of these good things. When we seek to bless others, it's connecting them to the character of God. And I really love how the message version translates this verse in Matthew 5 and verse 16. The message version says this, Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, our generous Father in heaven. I really love that as sort of like a a visual image for us to open up our lives, and that reminds us, doesn't it, that it's not just a list of things to do, you know, I'll tick off my good deeds, but it's actually an orientation, a stance of how we live life. It's just to know that we've been blessed by God and therefore we're able to open up and just be generous as we move in our community and and amongst the people that we relate to. During this pandemic pandemic, There have been times where we've really seen the opposite stance too, haven't we? People rushing out to stockpile groceries and hand sanitizer, and even fighting over toilet paper in the supermarket aisles. Um, To me, that stance is sort of like grabbing and holding. And I know sometimes people see that sort of behaviour and scratch their heads a little bit thinking, "What's, what's that about? Why? Why would people do that? But I think people do that because they've experienced a different truth or a different reality in their life, that maybe they don't feel like anybody is actually looking out for them, that maybe there's a feeling that I've got to go and get what I need or I'm going to miss out, I'm not going to be okay. And so when people are in this kind of fearful, anxious stance in life and they're holding on to things and they're grabbing and they're feeling like they've got to just look out for themselves – just hear these verses again. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people, people we were like this, you'll prompt them to open up and not just to receive what it is that you might want to bless them with, but actually we get opportunities to open people up to God, to God wanting to bless them with his presence in their life. One final thought, and then I'll close. And this goes out to all of you watching or listening today who are the natural givers, you know, the ones who always are looking to bless others. I just want to remind you that in God's calling to Abram, it begins with God saying, I will make you a nation. I will bless you. It's very clear that Abram is to receive God's blessing in order to be a blessing. We see the same in Jesus. He starts his ministry with the baptism of the Holy Spirit coming upon him And God affirming Jesus and saying, this is my son who I am pleased with, who I love. And then Jesus teaches his followers the same. He says, you will need to remain in me and then you will be fruitful. He tells his disciples that they will need his spirit to come and empower them. And then they will be able to go out into all the world in his name. Being blessed is a key part of blessing others. It's really important for our longevity so that we don't burn out. And it's also really important for our sense of identity. That Jesus gives this incredible uh, calling to us to be salt and light. And that, yes, that's part of our identity to be change makers in the world, to be blessing bringers. But Jesus also teaches us that we are to be like children, dependent on our Heavenly Father that we're the branches that need to remain in the vine, that we're sheep. That's not one I want to relate to easily, but he actually says that we're to be like sheep who allow him to shepherd us. And sometimes that means he's leading us on, you know, the hard, narrow path where we're called to sacrifice. But there are also times where the shepherd wants to lead you to the quiet waters and the green pastures, for you to lie down and rest and eat and drink and be refreshed so that you can go and serve him again. So I just want to offer that encouragement to you that if you're someone who has been giving a lot and serving a lot, and you might have even heard this message today and thought, oh my goodness, I've got to do more, I've got to bless more people, don't forget to take the time to let God bless you and the people around you, to let them care for you when you need that so that you can continue to be a blessing to others. So as I finish today, I would just like to offer a blessing to you. So I invite you, you might want to close your eyes, you may even want to extend your hands, if this is something you'd really like to receive as a blessing to you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord shine through you, that his light and warmth and love will bless all of those around you, that they too may come to know him
0: and call him Lord. Amen.